the law school of america capital punishment also known as the death penalty is the state sanctioned killing of a person as punishment for a crime the sentence ordering that someone is punished with the death penalty is called a death sentence and the act of carrying out such a sentence is known as an execution a prisoner awaiting their execution is condemned and is on death row crimes that are punishable by death are known as capital crimes capital offenses or capital felonies and vary depending on the jurisdiction but commonly include serious crimes against the person such as murder mass murder aggravated cases of rape child rape child sexual abuse terrorism war crimes crimes against humanity and genocide along with crimes against the state such as attempting to overthrow government treason espionage sedition piracy and aircraft hijacking also in some cases acts of recidivism aggravated robbery and kidnapping in addition to drug trafficking drug dealing and drug possession are capital crimes or enhancements etymologically the term capital lit of the head derived by the latin capitalis from caput head describes execution by beheading but executions are carried out by many methods including hanging shooting lethal injection stoning electrocution and gassing 54 countries retain capital punishment 107 countries have completely abolished it the jury for all crimes 7 have abolished it for ordinary crimes while maintaining it for special circumstances such as war crimes and 27 are abolitionist in practice although most nations have abolished capital punishment over 60% of the world's population live in countries where the death penalty is retained such as China India the United States Indonesia Pakistan Bangladesh Nigeria Egypt Saudi Arabia Iran as well as in Japan and Taiwan capital punishment is controversial in several countries and states and positions can vary within a single political ideology or cultural region in the European Union EU article 2 of the Charter of fundamental rights of the European Union prohibits the use of capital punishment the Council of Europe which has 47 member states has sought to abolish the use of the death penalty by its members absolutely through protocol 13 of the European Convention on Human Rights however this only affects those member states which have signed and ratified it and they do not include Armenia Russia and Azerbaijan the United Nations General Assembly has adopted throughout the years from 2007 to 2020 eight non-binding resolutions calling for a global moratorium on executions with a view to eventual abolition juvenile offenders the death penalty for juvenile offenders criminals aged under 18 years at the time of their crime although the legal or accepted definition of juvenile offender may vary from one jurisdiction to another has become increasingly rare considering the age of majority is still not 18 in some countries or has not been clearly defined in law since 1990 10 countries have executed offenders who were considered juveniles at the time of their crimes the people's republic of china prc bangladesh democratic republic of congo iran iraq japan nigeria pakistan saudi arabia sudan the united states and yemen china pakistan the united states yemen and saudi arabia have since raised the minimum age to 18 Amnesty International has recorded 61 verified executions since then, in several countries, of both juveniles and adults who had been convicted of committing their offenses as juveniles. The PRC does not allow for the execution of those under 18, but child executions have reportedly taken place. One of the youngest children ever to be executed was the infant son of Peritine Massey on or around July 18, 1556.
His mother was one of the Guernsey martyrs who was executed for heresy, and his father had previously fled the island. At less than one day old, he was ordered to be burned by bailiff Helier Goslin, with the advice of priests nearby who said the boy should burn due to having inherited moral stain from his mother, who had given birth during her execution. Starting from 1642 in colonial America until the present day in the United States, an estimated 365 juvenile offenders were executed by various colonial authorities and, after the American Revolution, the federal government. The U.S. Supreme Court abolished capital punishment for offenders under the age of 16 in Thompson v. Oklahoma, 1988, and for all juveniles in Roper v. Simmons, 2005. The United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child, which forbids capital punishment for juveniles under Article 37A, has been signed by all countries and subsequently ratified by all signatories with the exceptions of Somalia and the United States, despite the U.S. Supreme Court decisions abolishing the practice. The UN Subcommission on the Promotion and Protection of Human Rights maintains that the death penalty for juveniles has become contrary to issue cogens of customary international law. A majority of countries are also party to the UN International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, whose Article 6.5 also states that sentence of death shall not be imposed for crimes committed by persons below 18 years of age. Capital Crime Crimes Against Humanity Crimes against humanity such as genocide are usually punishable by death in countries retaining capital punishment. Death sentences for such crimes were handed down and carried out during the Nuremberg Trials in 1946 and the Tokyo Trials in 1948, but the current International Criminal Court does not use capital punishment. The maximum penalty available to the International Criminal Court is life imprisonment. Murder Intentional homicide is punishable by death in most countries retaining capital punishment, but generally provided it involves an aggravating factor required by statute or judicial precedence. Some countries like Singapore and Malaysia made the death penalty mandatory for murder, though Singapore later changed its laws since 2013 to reserve the mandatory death sentence for intentional murder while providing an alternative sentence of life imprisonment with slash without caning for murder with no intention to cause death, which allowed some convicted murderers on death row in Singapore, including Ko Jabing, to apply for the reduction of their death sentences after the courts in Singapore confirmed that they committed murder without the intention to kill and thus eligible for resentencing under the new death penalty laws in Singapore. Now a word from our sponsor, the Law School of America. Drug Trafficking A sign at the Taiwan Taoyuan International Airport warns arriving travelers that drug trafficking is a capital crime in the Republic of China. In 2018, at least 35 countries retained the death penalty for drug trafficking drug dealing, drug possession and related offenses. People are regularly sentenced to and executed for drug-related offenses in China, both PRC and Iraq, Indonesia, Iran, Malaysia, Saudi Arabia, Singapore, and Vietnam. Other countries may retain the death penalty for symbolic purposes. The death penalty is mandated for drug trafficking in Singapore and Malaysia, though since 2013, Singapore ruled that those who were certified to be suffering from diminished responsibility for example major depressive disorder, or acting as drug couriers and had assisted the authorities in tackling drug-related activities, will be sentenced to life imprisonment instead of death, with the offender liable to at least 15 strokes of the cane if he was not sentenced to death and was simultaneously sentenced to caning as well. Notable drug couriers include Yang Vui Kong, whose death sentence was replaced with a life sentence and 15 strokes of the cane in November 2013. Other Offenses other crimes that are punishable by death in some countries include Use of firearms 
terrorism, treason, espionage, crimes against the state, such as attempting to overthrow government, most countries with the death penalty, political protests, Saudi Arabia, rape, China, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Iran, Saudi Arabia, UAE, Qatar, Brunei, etc. Economic crimes, China, Iran. Human trafficking, China. Corruption, China, Iran. Kidnapping, China, Bangladesh, the U.S. states of Georgia and Idaho, etc. Separatism, China. Unlawful sexual behavior, Saudi Arabia, Iran, UAE, Qatar, Brunei, Nigeria, etc. Religious Hudud offenses such as apostasy, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Sudan, etc. Blasphemy, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Pakistan, Nigeria. Moher Bay, Iran. Drinking alcohol, Iran. Witchcraft and sorcery, Saudi Arabia. Arson, Algeria, Tunisia, Mali, Mauritania, etc. Hyraba-slash-brigandage-slash-armed-and-or-aggravated-robbery, Algeria, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Kenya, Zambia, Ghana, Ethiopia, the U.S. state of Georgia etc. Wrongful execution. Capital punishment was abolished in the United Kingdom in part because of the case of Timothy Evans, who was executed in 1950 after being wrongfully convicted of two murders that had in fact been committed by his landlord, John Christie. The case was considered vital in bolstering opposition, which limited the scope of the penalty in 1957 and abolished it completely, for murder, in 1965. It is frequently argued that capital punishment leads to miscarriage of justice through the wrongful execution of innocent persons. Many people have been proclaimed innocent victims of the death penalty. Some have claimed that as many as 39 executions have been carried out in the face of compelling evidence of innocence or serious doubt about guilt in the U.S. from 1992 through 2004. Newly available DNA evidence prevented the pending execution of more than 15 death row inmates during the same period in the U.S., but DNA evidence is only available in a fraction of capital cases. As of 2017, 159 prisoners on death row have been exonerated by DNA or other evidence, which is seen as an indication that innocent prisoners have almost certainly been executed. The National Coalition to Abolish the Death Penalty claims that between 1976 and 2015, 1,000 414 prisoners in the United States have been executed while 156 sentenced to death have had their death sentences vacated, indicating that more than 1 in 10 death row inmates were wrongly sentenced. It is impossible to assess how many have been wrongly executed, since courts do not generally investigate the innocence of a dead defendant, and defense attorneys tend to concentrate their efforts on clients whose lives can still be saved, however, there is strong evidence of innocence in many cases. Improper procedure may also result in unfair executions. For example, Amnesty International argues that in Singapore the Misuse of Drugs Act contains a series of presumptions which shift the burden of proof from the prosecution to the accused. This conflicts with the universally guaranteed right to be presumed innocent until proven guilty. Singapore's Misuse of Drugs Act presumes one is guilty of possession of drugs if, as examples, one is found to be present or escaping from a location proved or presumed to be used for the purpose of smoking or administering a controlled drug, if one is in possession of a key to a premises where drugs are present, if one is in the company of another person found to be in possession of illegal drugs, or if one tests positive after being given a mandatory urine drug screening. Urine drug screenings can be given at the discretion of police, without requiring a search warrant.
The onus is on the accused in all of the above situations to prove that they were not in possession of or consumed illegal drugs. Volunteers. Some prisoners have volunteered or attempted to expedite capital punishment, often by waiving all appeals. Prisoners have made requests or committed further crimes in prison as well. In the United States, execution volunteers constitute approximately 11% of prisoners on death row. Volunteers often bypass legal procedures which are designed to designate the death penalty for the worst of the worst offenders. Opponents of execution volunteering cited the prevalence of mental illness among volunteers comparing it to suicide. Execution volunteers have received considerably less attention and effort at legal reform than those who were exonerated after execution. Racial, ethnic and social class bias. Opponents of the death penalty argue that this punishment is being used more often against perpetrators from racial and ethnic minorities and from lower socioeconomic backgrounds, than against those criminals who come from a privileged background, and that the background of the victim also influences the outcome. Researchers have shown that white Americans are more likely to support the death penalty when told that it is mostly applied to black Americans, and that more stereotypically black-looking or dark-skinned defendants are more likely to be sentenced to death if the case involves a white victim. However, a study published in 2018 failed to replicate the findings of earlier studies that had concluded that white Americans are more likely to support the death penalty if informed that it is largely applied to black Americans, according to the authors. Their findings may result from changes since 2001 in the effects of racial stimuli on white attitudes about the death penalty or their willingness to express those attitudes in a survey context. In Alabama in 2019, a death row inmate named Dominic Ray was denied his imam in the room during his execution, instead only offered a Christian chaplain. After filing a complaint, a federal court of appeals ruled 5-4 against Ray's request. The majority cited the last-minute nature of the request and the dissent stated that the treatment went against the core principle of denominational neutrality. In July 2019, two Shiite men, Ali Hakim al-Arab, 25, and Ahmad al-Malali, 24, were executed in Bahrain, despite the protests from the United Nations and rights groups. Amnesty International stated that the executions were being carried out on confessions of terrorism crimes that were obtained through torture. The Law School of America the content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America